So our scripture this morning will be Psalm chapter 33, and Gail's going to read it for us this morning, and it's from the New International Version, right? Yes. So she's going to read that for us this morning, and I'll try to remember the I mic is there. Okay, I'll go sit down. Okay. Sure. That's a safe place for you to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> 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 ah, here we go. All right, I have Psalm 33. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. By the word of the Lord were the heavens made their starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. Be commanded and it stood firm. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever the purposes of his heart through all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place he watches all who live on earth. He who forms the hearts of all, who considers everything they do. No king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A whole a horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love, to deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love rest upon us, O Lord even as we put our hope in you. Thank you for reading that. Thank you for reading that. I will try to remember it's there. I, I'm not used to mics and it's, it's hard sometimes. Well, tomorrow is Canada Day. It was once called Dominion Day. And our country will be celebrating its 152nd birthday as a nation. And when our nation was being formed, there were many terms to be considered for Canada. And some of the fathers of confederation were Christian men who wanted the values of Jesus Christ and the Christian faith to be an integral part of our nation. And our first prime minister Sir John A. Macdonald and others desired that this new country be given the term Kingdom of Canada. But that was a term that did not go over very well. And so it was thought that it might result in an insult to the United States. Because as we know, before this time, between the states and England, what was going on, right? And it was called the United Kingdom. So they thought there could be a retaliation from them. So one of the fathers of confederation was Sir Samuel, Samuel Tilly from New Brunswick. And he suggested the name 
dominion of Canada until he felt this name would honor England's reign over us while acknowledging the presence, power, and sovereignty of God for this nation of ours. And according to Tilly's son, Tilly was a man who read the word of God and prayed every day. And as the plans for this nation were being formulated, Tilly was inspired one morning in his Bible reading with a portion of God's word that really touched his heart for this nation. And the motivation came from Psalm 72, verse 8. God shall have dominion also from sea to sea and from the river until the ends of the earth. And part of this verse was also used as the motto of our nation, from sea to sea. And the other fathers of confederation supported Tilly in the use of this term to describe our new nation. And many of us are old enough to remember our nation being referred to as the Dominion of Canada. Some of us here, anyway, remember that. <laughs> and it was only dropped in 1982. And it was then that Dominion Day became Canada Day. This morning's scripture gives a promise for our nation. Psalm 33, verse 12 says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And for quite some time, this truth applied to many nations, including Canada. It's even enshrined in the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which was signed into law on April the 17th in 1982 by Queen Elizabeth II, which states that Canada is founded upon principles that recognize God and the rule of law. Now, a statement like this tells us something about the time in which the document was written. However, the reality is that for many Canadians, God is no longer in the picture. <clears throat> God-centered principles have been replaced by man-centered values that undermine biblical principles. And it's often referred to a separation between <clears throat> church and state. And over and over again, we hear that people serving the public good need to keep their Christian convictions private. But is that possible? Is it possible to believe one thing and do something contrary to what you believe? Now we can agree on separation between church and state, that the state should not dictate to the church what to believe, and the church should not tell the government how to run the day-to-day -day affairs in the land. But does that imply a separation of convictions and public life? Is God the God of private lives only? Increasingly, we see how intolerant our society is becoming to religious views in general and Christian views in particular. And the message that is driven home today is that we may say anything as long as it is not based on Christian principles, that Christian principles do not fit in a multicultural society. In spite of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, God's law is no longer recognized as the supreme standard of conduct for life or rule for thankfulness. There is an urgent need for our country to return to the ways of God as revealed in the Bible. 
the words of psalm twenty thirty three verse twelve must become our focus in order to stir us into action and help rekindle renewed hope and confidence that says blessed is the nation who is whose god is the lord now these words are the hub and heartbeat of this song and they should be our theme not just in connection with canada's 152 years as a nation but as a directive for each new day. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And this blessing needs to shape our nation. So exactly what makes a nation blessed? When we look at countries that do not allow freedom of expression and where people suffer opposite oppression for their religious beliefs, if you look at places in the world where there is strife or where famine threatens the lives of millions, then we have every reason to say Canada is blessed. Mm -hmm. The question is, however, does this make Canada a blessed nation in the sense that the psalmist has in mind, or perhaps more to the point that the Lord has in mind? In a biblical sense, a nation is blessed when it recognizes God's supremacy and submits to him in its day-to-day -day affairs. A nation is blessed when it lives and functions under the supremacy of their sovereign God and in humble submission looks to him for protection. And this is how the Bible describes the makeup of a blessed nation. In Psalm chapter 33, along with numerous others, is a song of praise to God based on his proven track record of care and faithfulness. When the psalmists describe God's dealings with his people, they usually go back all the way to the time of creation. They trace it back to the beginning because that is the best way of teaching us about our origins and our place in this world so that we keep our focus on God. Reaching back to creation serves as a constant reminder that in all things we live under the watchful eye of Almighty God, who has the whole world in his hand and rules over all. And that is why we find the recurring theme in the Psalms that the whole earth should fear and serve the Lord. Every inhabitant of this world should stand in awe of this God who spoke and it came to be, who commanded and it happened. When we reflect on God's creating power, it serves as a constant reminder of our smallness in comparison to our maker. It also reminds us that God is creator of all the nations. And even though the nations are under his control, God's blessing comes from those nations that acknowledge him as supreme ruler. So then, before the psalmist tells us that a nation with God is blessed, he sets the stage by reaching back to the very beginning, to the days in which God created the heaven and earth. If only we would do so well ourselves then we would be more in awe of God's divine majesty. And the reality is that we are bombarded by denials that God is the creator. It is considered 
is scientifically observed with the result that as more people deny God as their creator, they also deny that Adam and Eve are the first people to live on this earth and that the fall into sin is the reason for all our sin and misery. When people deny these things, they will also refuse to acknowledge God and the need for salvation in Christ. And however, it is precisely the recognition of God in Christ that brings God's blessings to us as individuals, as families, as a church, and as a nation. Now another word for blessed is happy. Blessed points to a condition or a state of happiness that is desirable and beneficial for all. Oh, how happy is the nation whose God is the Lord who watches over his people. A nation whose God is Lord is blessed. Why? Because God's values in life promote morality, decency, honor, and truth for the well-being of all its citizens. A nation under God has stability, and such a nation praises God for his care. And notice that is how the psalmist begins his song of praise. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. The message of the psalmist is for Christians to be happy in God who is in control. Be happy in God who is Lord of lords and King of kings. And thanks to him, you may live with the assurance that whatever happens in this world, the world is not out of control, but is under his direction. Now, basic to the psalmist's claim that a nation under God is blessed is the Lord's expectation that we put our trust in him rather than in the things most people will celebrate as the strengths of Canada. Ask anyone what is so wonderful about Canada, and you will probably hear comments about our universal health care system, such as it is, our economic strength relative to other countries, our multicultural values. And what these comments have in common is that God is not in the picture. Any direction in our land away from God will catch up with us. Nations that go their own way will find out that God does not allow that to go on indefinitely or that he lets it go unchecked. Military powers or economic powers usually weaken over time. In the course of history, mighty rulers and powers have toppled. And the psalmist reminds us of that. He knows his history and says in verses 10 and 11, the Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever, the purposes of his heart to all generations. Does that mean my time's up? Recess. Sorry. Couldn't resist. <laughs> I usually get five of those when I'm preaching. Oh, yeah. you're, you're, you're doing well. Mm -hmm. That was a long one. <laughs> it just kept going and going. <laughs>
When the psalmist recalls the truth of verses 10 and 11, he exclaims, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. And no wonder, for all people and all governments change as time goes on, but the plans of the Lord do not. They stand firm through all generations. And that is why the call of Psalm 33 is still relevant for us in 2019. It serves as a powerful call to live as people under God. For this ever-present God is our Lord, who displayed his greatest blessing and rescue in Christ Jesus, our great Redeemer. Our lives need to be lived with a view to the accomplished work of Christ Jesus. A nation that acknowledges God in and through his Son is blessed. Why? Because it knows that Christ is the King who has received all authority in heaven and on earth. In him, Christians find renewed hope for the future. In him, we receive the renewal of our lives. In him, we experience the renewal of our minds. And he calls on us to use our renewal in God's service and to his glory. And that is why it is such a sad thing when Canada's values are straying further and further from the standards laid down by God's word. Freedom of religion is rapidly becoming freedom from religion. God no longer counts. And what is taking over? Man-centered values that give little or no thought to God are taking over. And what is the result? Laws which were designed to do justice to God's saving grace in Christ are being scrapped as not in tune with the wishes of the day. Time and again, we read in the newspapers or hear on the news on TV or wherever, and you're I'm not up to date on these cell phones and stuff. <laughs> and I hope I never do. <laughs> but anyways, wherever you get it, how Christian principles and convictions are out of touch with reality. And that is not the values Canadians want, we are told. And what is offered in its place? More of the same man-centeredness that has no room for God-centered principles. And many of these activities are done under the protection of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, which is praised for making Canada such a great nation. But contrary to popular belief, it is not the Constitution that makes us as a strong nation. Only the return to God's standards will accomplish that. Only God can bring it about. Amen. And you and I need to pray for it and to work it out. We cannot, in good conscience, blame all decline on our politicians and lawmakers. They do as good a job as the people they represent. And the moral backsliding happens because people, by and large, do not care about ethical issues such as the protection of the unborn or the sanctity of life. Voices are raised when it hurts the pocketbook, not when it hurts someone else's life. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. We need to pray for our leaders that they may have the wisdom and conviction 
and the political courage to abide by the standards of God. And we need to support and encourage those who do promote God's standards of life. As a nation, we are at the crossroads. The line is clearly drawn. And the question we face is clearly this one. Whose values do we support and promote? Man-centered values or God's values? In our celebration of Canada Day, the honor of Christ is at stake. As Christians, we celebrate more than 152 years as a nation. In our celebration, we need to recognize God as Lord before whom every knee will bow one day. He is king of creation. And do we as Christians recognize him as king? We need to if we want to be a blessing to our nation. Blessed is the nation where we as Christians, citizens, recognize Christ as king and await the return of our great redeemer. Celebrations so easily become displays of human pride. Pride stands in the way of a country functioning or becoming a nation under God. But you and I must promote God as our Lord, also in our nation. And we need to keep on promoting God's laws and morals for our land. And the question we have to ask is, can Canada come back from this state of apathy? And I believe we certainly can come back from that low. In 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14, God gives us a prescription for coming back. He says, if my people who are called by my name, and by the way, we are the people who are called by the name of God. And God says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. As Christians, we need to take the lead in bringing this great nation back to God. As Christians, we are called by the name of Christ. As the redeemed of the Lord, we have a very great privilege as well as an awesome responsibility. And Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 tells us how through Jesus Christ we can come with both confidence and boldness before the throne of God in prayer. And let us pray that God will set in motion a large-scale return to him and to the truth of his word. And we read with David's words from Psalm 119, verse 126. It is time for you to act, O Lord. Your law is being broken. May God turn the hearts of people to him in humility. But should this not be the case, remember we are living in the days in which lawlessness is gaining the upper hand. Should such a return not materialize, let it not, because of your or my inactivity or non-involvement, be the reason for it. Blessed 
is a nation whose God is the Lord. And happy are all those who acknowledge God as their creator. Blessed is the nation who honors Christ and awaits him as the great redeemer. In the meantime, God keep our land glorious and free. Oh, as we, O Canada, stand on guard for thee. So we pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your wonderful love. We thank you, Father, for the Christian principles that our country was founded on. As we read, the, said that the most of the founding fathers were Christian men, Bible-believing people. But the country, Lord, has gone downhill. Even from the Charter of Rights from that time in 1982 when it mentioned that God and country and your name is being taken out. And we pray, Heavenly Father, that we as Christians will reach out as the, to these people, to the people of Canada. And may we sense your Holy Spirit going all over Canada through the hearts of your people. And help us, Lord, to realize that you are in control and that great nations that leave you and have nothing to do with you will fall and will fail. And we need, Heavenly Father, people who will pray for this country, people who will reach out to others and speak your name without being ashamed and reach out to others in the name of Jesus to bring us back to a nation who worships you and praises you. And only then will we be a great nation once again. Oh, Lord, we pray this in your name. And Lord, just help us in our day-to-day -day lives to sense your very presence as we leave this place this morning. The calling that we have as Christians to reach out to unbelievers. And we do pray for our politicians, Lord and the leaders of our country, and as Christians, we're supposed to. But the power of God, the power of Jesus' name is great and tremendous. And if we all get together and we all pray, then this country will turn around and these politicians, and that perhaps will receive what we have. And wouldn't that be wonderful to be known as a nation who loves God rather than just man? Oh, Heavenly Father, we just pray this in your wonderful, precious name. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for thee. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.